Power Project crew, welcome to today's show. Today is April 9th, and it is with an amazing guest. Uh, Dr. Lass is a physician uh, in Israel, and he's a former politician. And if you were to take, uh, let's say, like a, uh, a Dr. Batar and Daniel Orego and create a scientist, that's what this guy is. He's a scientist from Israel, and he has... Um, you know, a bit of a unique approach to the coronavirus. It's something that's very different than what mainstream media uh, has been telling us. However, no matter on which side of the argument you are on, I think you will find uh, a ton of value in what he has to say and really appreciate some of the advice and some of the uh, information that he shared with us today. Uh, just a quick example, he is for a, uh, a coronavirus vaccine. Again, another example, he is not afraid of the coronavirus. And this is a 75-year-old man and he has zero worry about the virus or uh, I should say contracting the virus himself. He does blame a lot of the uh, quote fear mongering on social media. He calls it a social media epidemic that's causing a pandemic, something that we hadn't really discussed on this podcast before. But the way he lays it out, it makes a ton of sense. And we've heard in the past about doctors changing death certificates. Um, he's on that same uh, thought process. But when we asked him, like, how is this possible? Like, there's no way that everybody is in all, uh, you know, everybody's in on it all right and uh, his answer is um, I mean I, I can't really find fault in it and I really think you guys are going to be blown away by what he has to say again overall just a great episode uh, before we, the interview started we chatted uh, just amongst ourselves and then after we chatted amongst ourselves and you know we, we just kind of we're just having fun hanging out and you guys, I think you guys will laugh at us and make fun of us for most of it. Uh, but anyways, I'll get it out of here as quick as possible. If you guys haven't already yet, please take advantage of markbell.com. Markbell.com, of course, is where Mark posts daily workouts every single day. So if you're if you're a bit lost without a gym right now, uh, Mark's got your back um, because not only is he going to help you guys out every single day with a brand new workout, but he's offering a free 30-day trial. Uh, again, all you have to do is just, just go to markbell.com, register, and you will gain access to the entire website for free for 30 days. There's a lot of uh, body weight movements right now because, you know, we don't have a gym. Uh, even super training got shut down. And there's also a lot of uh, emphasis on slingshot and hip circle movements. Speaking of those two, you can actually receive 20% off of both of those uh, when you combine them in your cart at markbell or markbellslingshot.com. Again, choose any slingshot of your choice, any hip circle of your choice. And upon checkout, you'll receive 20% off. Again, that's at markbellslingshot.com. Thank you so much for checking out this episode. And thank you so much, Dr. Lass. We sincerely appreciate this conversation. If you guys like what you're hearing, please share this episode with somebody, share it with a friend, because we think this one is very powerful and we think you guys are going to find a ton of value in it. Anyways, that's it for me. Ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy the show. Get a chance to lift today, uh, Andrew? Nope. I can't even move. Oh yeah, you like popped your shoulder out or something, right? You I don't know. Cherry? I don't know. I don't know what it is. I uh, just... You know, regular bench, 135, not feeling, like, not struggling, just, you know, getting reps in. And then I go up, and then I just kind of poke my head a little bit to the left to look for the hook. Mm-hmm. And I just Nearly inst- died. instantly felt it. Like, I could, I was, like, frozen. I, I was stuck. I could not go anywhere. And then I, you know, shimmied my way down and then got up, and I'm like, oh, this is pretty bad. And then as the day went on, it just got progressively worse and just so you look like good. Oh, thank you. I'm trying to. I think I think you're faking it, bro. You look good. <laughs> so uh, I was telling Smokey, I'm like, yeah, my range of motion yesterday was like a zero point one. 
today it's like a zero point maybe two. <laughs> like it's oh, that's so your whole so your whole shoulder is like just it's it's uh my my neck and uh, down to the shoulder. It's pretty I'm I don't know, pretty fucked up. So uh after the five G? It could be the five G. Yeah. Dude, so there's lots of problems with glasses I'm starting to find out. We talked about it a little bit the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But how come there's nowhere to grab them? Like the only place to grab them is to glom them up with your fat fingers. The, like, you mean on like the right here? Yeah, what? Why not? Like, yeah, it's like it needs like a, I mean, like, so if it's folded, right, if it's folded all the way, then when you try to grab it, you kind of end up glomming up the thing. It's like it needs like a, uh, like a handle, like up here or something. <laughs> I mean, I know it would look ridiculous, but maybe it's retractable or something. You can point it down or something. Mm-hmm. I, I love uh, that Mark is experiencing glasses like almost full time for the first time, and he's like trying to figure out ways how to improve this uh, this technology that's been around since forever that nobody wants to fuck with because it just sucks. Horrible. Because <laughs> the guys that wear the glasses are usually working on something so, else. <laughs> so you can't um, wear contact lenses, Andrew. I I can. They just uh, suck. They one they suck. I've already gotten LASIK twice. And I'm still oh, blind. Uh, and then the, the messed up thing about wearing. I thought, I thought LASIK was for your butthole. <laughs> That's why LASIK I got it twice. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I must not have heard you correctly. <laughs> yeah. Con- contacts just suck. They're, uh, for, for my vision, how bad it is, like it, it almost makes things worse. Because like, I still can't see. And it's just bad. That's yeah, a tough, tough thing to try to figure out. And then, can I wonder if you can get contacts that have like blue light blocking stuff in them? That would permanently block blue light. Yeah, do we want it out all the time? I mean, it's nope, art- not during the day, but it's artificial, right? Well, there's like blue light from the sun, but like the reason uh, why you don't want blue light in your devices is like at night. Right, melatonin and all that. So what they what they need is like uh, you know those those they have eyeglasses that transition from regular to like uh, sunglasses out in the sun. We need blue blocking glasses that only transition indoors to block out the artificial blue light. Smart. I think we're looking at what we're looking at here is a helmet. I think we need a helmet. I think we legitimately need a helmet because we kind of need masks anyway. And those yeah. N95 like shields, you know, so you get like, I just need a whole helmet. Yeah. Yo, as you're breathing in and out of your nose and everything. <laughs> Did you guys see how Fauci is like, no more shaking hands after this kind of gets back to normal? I think Rogan posted that up. That's crazy. If there's no more shaking hands, like what? I know. I, you know what? They're really. It just, uh, these are just bad practices anyway. I mean, bowing is, you know, that's, that's where it's at, you know, and you're right. Little head nods of acknowledgement. And, um, you know, you shouldn't really need to like glom all over people, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But at the same time, yeah, it is, it is what we're used to. Um, I also found it, uh, pretty interesting that the university of Stanford is like trying to study, you know, they're trying to like backlog stuff basically and trying to figure out like when this whole thing started and they're, they're talking about it may have started in, in the fall and we may have already gotten it. I mean, I, I haven't been sick in years, um, but I got floored by something for like a day and a half in uh, late December, early January. And just from this information that we have about what this virus is, I, I think I may have already had it. I think that, that 
my, I think it may have ran through my family. I was sick for like a day and a half and I was really sick and I was coughing like crazy. And then it just, it completely disappeared. That same thing happened to me last year, later last year, I think it was a September or October. Um, and it was legit. I remember you guys remember, like I I told you on the podcast, yeah, I was like, I had these like flu symptoms and I decided that my body needed like sugar. Like that's what I ended up drinking, like a shake or whatever. Remember when I was talking to you guys about that? Yeah, I remember being so upset because I'm like, okay, only yeah. Encima would just go to like eating carbs to feel better to get over the flu yeah. or something. But I do remember it vividly. Yeah. Uh huh. And I, I haven't been sick like that before that for years. Like I haven't, ha- I didn't have any type of sickness for years. So I wonder if that was the flu or you know who knows. Oh. Popping some of those mind bullets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just yeah, I got some right here too. I just cracked. I just took some uh, about an hour ago too. Straight to the face. Mm-hmm. This one's going to be interesting though because like I'm wondering if uh, this guy still has those same views. A lot of things have changed since he made the the claims in that article. Like Italy passed seventeen thousand, right? Yeah, yeah. People, he was people, talking about that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, you know, people have been kind of pissed at us, you know, <laughs> um, but I think that. At least the way I see it, and maybe other people see it differently, I see that a lot of the stuff that we uncovered is unfolding right before our eyes. You know, mm-hmm. I think that we've been um, we've been kind of right right on the forefront of some of it, and I think it's great, and I, that's why we're doing these dives. You know, that's why we're we're looking into communicating with these people, and and hopefully, you know, I want to get as many different sides of this as possible. So I'm not trying to like. I'm not trying to back up what we're saying by handpicking people, um, hopefully. And if people that are listening to this can get us uh, can get us in contact with some other guests. I've actually had a few fans that were um, that work in like New York City and stuff like that, and that are Do you want doctors and things. I think we are recording. Yeah, mm-hmm. are we? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I didn't see it on the top. Yeah, yeah. So in, any of that stuff, you know, in, anyone that has any communication with anyone that thinks would be valuable. Um, we'll, we'll entertain, you know, getting them on the show. Cause I want to, I want to hear from all sides. And, and also, you know, lastly, I just want to point out again, um, I, I want to make sure people understand that I have never thought that this virus is not a big deal. I have never thought that this virus isn't deadly. It, it is clear that it, it, that it has, um, that people are dying from a other results uh, of the coronavirus breaking you down and then you end up dying from a bacterial infection or, or, or some other type of thing happens to you. Um, I think it's very clear, you know, and I, I want to reiterate that I, it's not that I'm not compassionate about it. I am compassionate about it. I do care about people. I don't want people to die. I don't think anybody does. I just am trying to, uh, dispel some myths that are out there. There's a lot of weird shit circulating, and we may be part of that. I, I admit that as well. We may be part of some of that weird shit circulating around, but I believe there's uh, where there's smoke, there's fire, and there's probably some truth to some of these things. And it appears that more of this stuff ke- continues to kick up. And in today's day and age, uh, I don't think that people can keep their mouth shut for very long. So I think that everything is going to come to the surface, but it might take a while. Mm-hmm. Um. Real quick before we get even further into it, do you guys have an opinion on which flavor is better of Perfect Keto's new cookies? Uh, I am 100% on team chocolate chip cookie. Yes, I agree. By far. Uh, I mean, it's not like the double chocolate's bad, but the chocolate chip is just much better. Much, much better. Yeah. Mark, have you partaked? 
Yes, I'm, I'm digging the uh, the chocolate chip. Yeah, me too. I think it's a texture thing for me. It it just it has the uh, the extra crunch from the chocolate chips, and also I think because the uh, the double chocolate is more like a brownie. Mm. And I'm more of a That's fan. True. I'm more of a fan of a cookie than a brownie. Yeah, they're 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 really good, but um, you know, I still have to I still have to say that I dig their bars are my favorite. Mm-hmm. I like the cookies as a snack because it's a little change up, but I like those bars, man. Yeah, getting, the co- getting that collagen in there. Yeah, and Seema's giggling about something. What is it? Uh, so I'm not going to get into it. I don't think my girl listens to the podcast. Anyway. No, she doesn't. We did something interesting with the cookies one day. That's hey. all, that's all I'm going to say. Get to the get, get to the end of the ad. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, hopefully, we figure out whatever that is, so that way we can put that in a promotion. But uh, until then, uh, please hopefully head that over. That happen for everybody else too, right? Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. Talk about quarantine creations. Uh, if you guys are interested please head over to perfectketo.com slash power 25 at checkout enter promo code power project for 25 dollars off any order of 99 dollars or more uh again check out the cookies the bars the uh the nootropic the mct oil all of that um yeah on all orders of 99 dollars more with that promo code you're also going to receive free shipping uh yeah highly recommend the chocolate chip cookie bars i also have another question for you guys um this is going to be a little bit long-winded. I'll try to shorten it up as best as possible. Is this about Seema running around the streets naked? <laughs> you guys saw that? Running in the cars and shit. <laughs> that was so fun, dude. <laughs> Got to get contact somehow. Dude, when you're out there, man, you're... you're re- God bless you. When you're, when you're out there, dude, you're representing all of us. We're, we're a team now. So, you know, can you discontinue? You guys would do the same thing. You know that. Can you discontinue running into cars? <laughs> <laughs> What, what sucks is I, I found like the uh, Jesse Burdick had posted like the extended version of that dude oh, running yeah. and he was plowing through all of the cars. And I'm like, ah, I wish I had seen that one. I would have used that one instead. But um, Jesse Burdick loves that shit. Dude, Jesse's his, his Instagram's fun to follow too. He loves yeah, that stuff. He has like yeah. the what the fuck Wednesdays or whatever. Yep. yep. But speaking of cars, so if somebody is, uh, let, let's say they're they're driving, they're in a car accident, and they get T-boned really hard, like their their car rolls, and in while it's like upside down, it explodes like in the movies. Damn. Okay. Cause of death comes back, and it's like they didn't die because of the impact from the car accident. They actually died from an underlying factor that their car is prone to exploding. So then do we say car accidents don't kill people, it's explosions, or do we say that it's all one car accident? Yeah, I think some, sometimes uh, these things are, are hard to figure out, and I think that that's the uh, statistical dilemma that we see a lot, you know, and, and same thing with anything, though, like uh, with nutrition, you know, someone could say, hey, I'm doing this diet, and it, it caused A, B, and C, and then we have other people that will say, hey well that happened because of these other factors Mm -hmm. and so like that would have happened anyway if you just lost weight versus Mm -hmm. the carnivore diet right so um yeah those things are really really hard to uh determine and detect and um i guess the main thing to think about is uh just you know how how, maybe maybe that's not the best question all the time is because you can split hairs on that, right? And you can say, hey, look, well, the guy died because his liver shut down. 
but his, you know, his liver shut down because of the car wreck or his liver shut down because of the coronavirus. Like it was the, the precursor uh, of it all. But again, if you want to kind of start to play that game, you can start to look at, well, the precursor was the brownies that he ate in the middle of the night, every night for the last 16 years of his life. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it gets to be, um, yeah, it gets to be kind of a, a tough thing to, to figure out. You know, the, I think um, the crazy thing right now, because I was, I was thinking about kind of this, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine yesterday about North Carolina, because North Carolina has had a, a very large amount of uh, deaths within the African-American community. Um, but also the high amount of those deaths are individuals who had really high blood pressure, diabetes, very overweight, especially in that area. Um, and it, you, you come to wonder, like, I mean, obviously when they got the virus, it is coronavirus that killed them, but it's like all of these underlying things. It, I mean, when you look at it on healthy people, it, it doesn't end up being that bad. And then also every single year, apparently um, 93,300 people in Italy die of tobacco, like tobacco deaths, 93,300, 64,000 children of 10 to 14 year olds, 10 to 14 years old smoke. And then 10 million adults in Italy 15 plus smoke tobacco every single day. They have respiratory issues kind of to begin with, right? Exactly. You know, so it's like the amount of deaths that we're seeing there, it's, it's like still more people are going to die of smoking. But what I'm curious is we see these high amount of deaths of Corona in Italy. How many of these could be convoluted and there are actually respiratory issues already, you know, and they didn't even have Corona, but they died because of their messed up lungs and they didn't have the virus. I feel like there's a lot that that's, you know, that, that that's not accounting for. Yeah. And my crazy, well, not crazy, but my like question really just would be like, okay, so then is the coronavirus just the perfect storm that hit Italy? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, is it like, oh, they were going to die anyways type of thing, but also like, okay, because the virus it now, like I keep saying it just expedited everything. Now, were those people going to die anyways? Unfortunately, most likely they were. However, when they contracted the virus, if they did, you know, we don't know. Let's just say that they did. Then it just like was like a wildfire. So I, I, my, I'm just fighting with it in my head. Like, okay, is the virus killing people? I mean, like I, like the car accident um, analogy, it's like, well, they are, but they're not, but they are. You know what I mean? So like yeah. when, when we have, uh, you know, like Dr. Batar saying it's harmless, I kind of want to like, you know, pump my brakes a little bit to be like, well, shit. I mean, it's, it's doing something. Right. Well, I've heard other people compare it to car, you know, type things where they said like, hey, you know, what if, um, you know, driving kills millions of people all the time and, and car wrecks are way down right now because no one's, <laughs> well, not no one, but less people are on the roads. Mm-hmm. Um and then, so let's just, let's just throw out a hypo, hypothetical, I, I don't have any idea of what, how many people die in car wrecks every year. And I'm sure it matters the country and probably matters on how um, congested the area is. There's probably more, you know, more people probably die in, in Italy where people are cruising around on mopeds and mm-hmm. tiny little streets and all this different stuff. But uh, anyway, um, let's say that the death rate with cars, um, car accidents increased by 10%. 
you know, would you start walking to work? You know, what if it increased by 20%? Would you start walking to work? Um, what if it increased by 50%? Would you start walking to work? Or would you start to think like, um, I need to maybe wor- work a lot. I need to live a lot closer to work. <laughs> you know, what would that percentage be that would stop people from driving? And, you know, we're not going to stop driving. We're going to continue to drive almost regardless of how high the their percentage would have to be obscene. It would have to be, you know, 75 percent for us to stop driving. And even then there would still be people like, fuck it, man, I'm going to risk it because Mm -hmm. I need to get my ass to work. I need to go make some uh, make some money. And I realize that that that's a different comparison than what what we're actually dealing with. But it does put things into perspective a little bit. Um, I would love to have the freedom to have the right to go and live whatever way I want, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, I, I understand how people, you know, are, are saying like, well, we can't do that at the moment. And I don't mind, you know, us stopping for, for a little period of time. But I, I think, I think that we're to the point where we could say like, this would be a hard thing to determine, but if you don't feel like you're in harm's way, then go about your business. You know what I mean? That's that's kind of my viewpoint, and I you know I don't know if that's going to happen. I do think that Trump is going to be under a lot of pressure, and that he will try to kind of reopen things up. But um, it's going to be probably more up to the states than it will be to the whole country. They'll probably, and that makes a lot of sense. You know, it makes a lot of sense to say, hey, you know what? We can kind of reopen things back up here in whatever you know said state that is uh, maybe doing a little bit better and maybe some of the other ones that are still having a tough time, maybe they got to wait it out a little longer. You know, um, that was the, what, what you kind of talked about was the doctor we're about to have on. That was kind of his viewpoint too. Um, I think it's called like the, it's a, it's a British way of doing it where like you isolate older individuals or people more at risk and then everybody else that, feels up to it and is able, they can go about living their daily lives, um, spreading it among themselves and causing that herd immunity. And it really like, I know we're doing this so we don't overwhelm the healthcare system, but it makes a lot of sense. Oh, there he is. There he is. He's connecting. Mm -hmm. Let me change my name to my actual name. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think we got him. Dr. Lass, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Hey, this is absolutely fantastic uh, to have you on our show today. We really appreciate your time. Thank you. So, you know, what we wanted to kind of get into uh, right off the bat here is um, we're, we're hearing so much conflicting information uh, this day and age about, you know, how to, how to handle this uh, coronavirus. And I found it really interesting, your work and the information that um, that you've been talking about and the articles that you've written and stuff. Um, you're talking about kind of the opposite of what almost every single country has done. Every single country has kind of shut down. They told people not to go anywhere. Um, what is your philosophy behind um, just people kind of going about their business? Um, what, 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 are, what are some of your thoughts on that? Well, I think that the, what the present situation is, like we call in medicine, the drug is killing the patient. And it happens when the patient 
is really sick. So we use real, very difficult drugs, which sometimes they kill the patient. The problem here is that the patient is not really sick. And people talk about medieval black plague, and they think about uh, uh, 10%, 50% of the population going uh, down the drain, which is not the case. We have seen over the years mortality waves. Even in your country, if you look at 2012, 56,000 Americans died from the common seasonal flu. So mortality waves is something we see. The numbers are small if you compare them to the large population. And this is what we have now, a mortality wave, which is equivalent to previous situations. However, as a result mainly of Mr. Zuckerberg, what we have today is uh, a monstrous hysteria. We see a wave of hysteria which brainwash your brain, population brain, and government brain. Everybody is brainwashed. The, the problem is not as big as it is represented by Zuckerberg. He takes a, a photograph of every corpse in New York City. Every corpse is photographed, immediately distributed all over the world, and becomes a policy. We have here a situation which we had before. I mentioned the numbers in your country. So I, I think that uh, we have to change our attitude. This is a regular, common situation. It seems like the thought process is that if we quarantine, that uh, people won't be able to pass it around and that over a period of time, the, the virus will kind of run its course and then we can go back to doing what we were doing and you feel the opposite, correct? Uh, in a way, yes. Uh, this virus is extremely contagious, more than the regular flu virus. So the other attitude may be to produce what is known as herd immunity. Herd immunity, where the virus is rapidly distributed. We know that uh, people under the age of 65, the risk is zero, almost zero. So we have to protect our elderly people. We have to protect the nursing home. And every person in the risk group should stay at home voluntarily. 
but we cannot destroy the economy and society for something which is not as dangerous as is being represented by the media. As far as the representation is concerned, because we've, we've had a few guests on that have been saying that the way that the virus has been represented, um, the way that the deaths have been represented, and we were actually just having a conversation about when a doctor says someone died of the coronavirus, it's, it almost seems as if, yes, there are a lot of people dying, but potentially some of these people might have died anyways. For example, the amount of people that smoke in Italy that have respiratory issues already that probably died of respiratory issues, but were assigned COVID-19. How do you feel about the way it's being represented? Well, everything you said now is absolutely correct. The number of corona deaths is a big lie. Mm. They simply change the ticket. Instead of saying he or she, unfortunately, and I apologize for the families, really, I'm talking very general. Instead of saying he or she died from terminal cancer, since the virus is everywhere, you are included, but you don't know about it, because your immune system kills the virus and you don't know about it. But those people, by chance, the laboratory found the uh, virus, the laboratory found the virus, and the sticker has changed to he or she died from coronavirus. But the real reason, the underlying reason, is very different. Therefore, the total number of deaths is not increasing. They simply change the sticker. Uh, if, if that is true, um, how is it that so many physicians or so many hospitals can all be doing this together, uh, you know, like... Like, what would be the uh, the motivating factor for them to, to do this? But also, like, is it possible that all these doctors are, quote, in on changing all these death certificates? No, uh, it's a, a policy. It's a government policy. If you go to Italy, you can see that it's by government order. They tell you that if the patient had the coronavirus... Never mind any other reason, no. you must put him in the coronavirus list. So the numbers are lying, absolutely. And here in Israel, where we have like 80 people uh, who died from corona, every single one of them is a very old person with very serious background problems. The corona was there only by chance. Mm. 
Doctor, you're saying, uh, you know, the numbers are skewed. Um, and also, do you think that this is maybe skewed as well? Because they're sharing, they'll say occasionally people are dying that are younger, that are that appear to be healthy. Do you believe that that is maybe uh, incorrect information as well? Because they say like 3 or 4% uh, are kind of normal functioning human beings, it seems like. Well, uh, look, this is statistics. And you always have uh, one or two examples which are not uh, what I'm saying. Right. But what I'm saying gives you the general real picture. For example, uh, people from Stanford, perhaps not far away from your California yes. location, people from Stanford just published an observation that your chance, if you are under 65, if your age is under 65, your chance to die from corona is equivalent to your chance driving your car 10 miles a day and get killed. I mean, when you drive your car, you may be killed. <laughs> There's no question about it. So if you drive your car 10 miles every day, this is your chance to die from corona if you're under 65. And then uh, going back to the uh, the question about the changing of the death certificates, uh, how uh, like uh, do we have proof that these are government orders? Well, I have documents, official document, official Italian government document with instruction, how do you register a person who is, I will call it, contaminated by the virus? So they all go to the corona list. They don't tell you about the cancer. They, they don't tell you about the cerebrovascular accident. They don't tell you about the heart attack. They tell you Corona. Do you and, feel like maybe um, some governments uh, kind of adopted some of this policy so that things just don't look really nasty and ugly? Like, um, let's just say that we are all, you know, going about our business and let's say that it did overflood uh, the hospitals, especially in these really highly populated areas like New York City. Do you think it was just in an effort to, you know, not like pile up bodies, so to speak, so that it just didn't, uh, it just didn't like horrify people? Or, or do you think that wouldn't even have happened? Look, I'm a scientist. And in science, uh, we have what we call a snowball. And they call it a positive feedback circuit. You see? The government is afraid of the constituency. So they put these measures, draconian measures. The constituency, they see the draconian measures, they become even more afraid. So the government becomes even more afraid of the people, and it's a snowball. Everybody is brainwashed. <clears throat> And uh, 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 thanks to Mr. Zuckerberg and the media and the piles of body you're talking about, in your country, every day, 
every day. 8,000 Americans die. Did you ever see piles of 8,000 Americans? Never. Right. Did you see the interviews with the families? Never. However, today, which is unbelievable, every single, as I said before, every single corpse in New York City is being photographed. And the families are being interviewed, and you cannot even try to speak science, statistics, numbers, when a family, a grieving family is being interviewed, how can you fight this? No way. This is a classical brainwash situation. Why do you feel like Mark Zuckerberg is, why are you mentioning his name? Like, why do you feel uh, no. he's been uh, part look, of it? Uh, <laughs> I mentioned the name, it's an icon. Right. He's the icon of the new epidemic, the new social network epidemic. This is the first viral epidemic which is being carried on by the social network epidemic. This is an epidemic. And they work together, and they, and they augment each other. So it's not Zuckerberg. I mean, he's, I, I mean the icon Understood. of the process. You know, doctor, I've, I've heard you mention, and whenever anybody typically says this, immediately there is a hailstorm of, you're wrong, that's not true. And what you've mentioned before is that the flu is worse than the coronavirus. Not for, no, no. no, I didn't say worse. Okay, okay. So I said equivalent because equivalent. present, we don't know. I mean, this event must finish sometime in the future. Mm-hmm. So if, as I said before, 58 or 56,000 Americans died from the flu, 2012, mm-hmm. at present we have around 15,000 American dead. And as I mentioned to you, they are dead because of the underlying cause. Yes. So let's see if the 15,000 number will approach the 15,000 number. Until it approaches this number, this is something we had before. Got it. A few years ago. Uh, yeah, it's super. Okay. Go, go ahead, Andrew. No, I was going to say, Doc, are, are you yourself concerned or are you worried about uh, uh, contracting the virus at all? You mean personally? Yeah, you personally. <clears throat> well, I'm 75 years old. I've been Director General of the Israeli Ministry of Health. I've been member of Knesset, which is our Congress. And I've been many things. So, uh, (laughs) I'm not afraid. Not afraid at all, because uh, I don't have any underlying problem. I I do my sport, and... uh, 
I mean, I'm more afraid from road accidents. I'm more afraid of plane, plane crashes. So maybe you feel like this is like a, also maybe more of a, an epidemic of social media is what, what one part of what you said there. And then in addition to that, maybe just our, our careless nature towards our own health. Um, no, I mean, it, there is a virus around us, which is dangerous. Influenza virus is also dangerous. It can kill people. And by the way, the influenza virus kills children. This virus does not. So in a way, Corona is better than influenza because Corona does not touch children. So I don't think it has to do with, you know, our lifestyle. It is a virus which attack your body like many other viruses at this moment attack your body. You produce your antibodies and your, your, everything is okay. So uh, this is the same, this virus is not really more lethal than the flu virus. Approximately the same order of magnitude. So it will attack you regardless of your health, but if you're not healthy, then it will have a greater impact. Yeah, right. So I want to I ask you this, doctor. Um, if, if you were able to obviously give the government instructions on how they need to approach this. Cause I don't think, I, I think I understand what you would do, but I want to clarify for all the listeners, what would your personal approach to handling this be? It's, it's very simple. Like any other, like any other epidemic, the flu epidemic, measles epidemic, pertussis epidemic, you know, the cough epidemic. There are so many epidemics, so what we should do is protect the risk group. Like putting a barbed wire around the nursing home with, uh, with uh, a, a, a guard which, where you have to produce a piece of paper showing you are clean before mm. you are getting in. So we have to put to protect the nursing home. We have to tell the elderly, stay at home. Don't mingle with anybody until, until this virus goes away. For other people under 65 year old with the present numbers, go on with your business. Don't destroy the country. Don't destroy the society. Like in any other regular flu epidemic, which we don't really mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your opinion on what's your opinion on masks? You think that that would be effective? Uh, well, mask is it is a controversy because American officials usually used to say the mask is not good is is uh, uh not good for you it's good for the patient if you are sick you must wear the mask in order to 
stop the spread of viruses. And also, if you are health health worker, you must use a professional mask. But they changed attitude as part of the brainwash. You see, two months ago, the CDC in Atlanta will tell you, well, you don't need the mask. Now they tell you, you need the mask. There is no scientific, there is no new scientific data. It's part of the brainwash. It's, also it's good for your selfie. <laughs> <laughs> It's my understanding that the uh, the CDC they also don't require someone to test positive from a lab um, for COVID nineteen um, to to consider it their cause of death as well, right? I'm not uh, well acquainted with the current statistics, but I'm sure that say the numbers emerging from Manhattan are people who the lab uh, identified as positive and no matter the reason they died the statistics will tell you corona no matter the other the, the real underlying a uh, medical problem. If the lab finds the virus, they go into the corona box. In mm. uh, in addition to uh, being a doctor, you're also a politician. Do you have a tough time uh, having people listen to you uh, out there in Israel? Or no, uh, not really. Uh, we still have freedom of speech. Uh, many people don't like it. Our government—I mean, I, I will not go into Israeli politics here. I was a politician. There is very interesting politics here. If you think about Netanyahu, which you probably know, our prime minister, uh, he was resuscitated by Corona. But I will not elaborate. Uh, Doc, is there okay? Yeah, we got it. Thank you. Uh, okay. Is there get, is there a way to test to see if you have previously contracted coronavirus and have gotten over yes. it? Yes, yes, which they don't do. I mean, what they do now is called the PCR, the polymerase chain reaction, which tells you whether the virus is in your in your airway nose or mouth. So the present test tells you about the presence of the virus. However, what they really should do is to look for for the antibodies. If they find the antibodies in your blood, they can tell you were exposed, you never knew about it, the antibodies kill the virus like it kills many other viruses. And you are immune. Afterwards, you are immune. So the real test now, which is more difficult to implement, is look for the antibodies known as IgG, the immunoglobulins in your blood, and this will tell the truth about the 
prevalence of the virus. Uh, um, I'm also, I think you may have addressed this. Uh, uh, your answer may have been about this, the statistics, but um, what I see being spread a lot, and my mom has sent me messages of this because she's a concerned parent, um, is the is like young, healthy people contracting Corona and dying, right? And obviously, you kind of you mentioned, you know, how social media, it, when someone healthy potentially dies of this, it's going to spread like wildfire and say, you know, right. it kills young people too. But apparently, um, there's like not three percent. Yeah, there's like a, a a very low amount of like young people that are apparently healthy dying of it. Um, right. What do you think the reason would be? I believe you may have answered it already, but I'm not sure. Reason for what? That that it 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 still apparently can kill young, healthy individuals. Look, I mean, this is statistics. Yeah. You, for yeah. example, I know almost of every case in Israel. Israel is a very, you know, everybody knows everybody. So, one young person, 38-year-old, died in Israel, and because of, uh, you know, medical and privacy, they don't tell you exactly what happened, but the hospital was diligent enough to say that this young person had very severe background situations. And of course, you may find a single person, and the media may amplify this single person story, but the statistics is very clear. Your chance under 65 to die from Corona is uh, 100 times, 1,000 times less than if you are above 65. So, uh, no question about it. Fox, I have to finish in a minute. If okay. Possible. Oh, okay. Well, so, I have other people calling. So you... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Okay, so well, I mean, if you can answer one one more quick question, uh, if yes. if or when the vaccine does come to fruition, how do you suggest people, uh, or what advice do you have for people when that does come? Well, the advice is that what we do with the flu shot, same advice. Flu shot is something we very strongly recommend. It reduces morbidity. By the way, it doesn't really reduce mortality, but it reduces morbidity. Mm. And the flu shot is something any medical system anywhere in the world uh, would recommend. And let's pray that soon enough we'll have the corona shot And the recommendation is very clear. Go to your clinic and get the shot. Thank you so much uh, for your time.
Doctor, really, uh, really appreciate it. Um, in closing, is there any country that has it right at all, or is everybody kind of uh, got it backwards by having a quarantine? Well, Sweden, look at Sweden. Sweden is slightly more sane. Mm. Got it. Thanks again for your time. Okay. We appreciate it. Have a great rest Thank of your you. day. Thank you so Thank much. You. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Thank you. Guys, hey. you got it right there from a scientist. But, you know, what I'd also say is, like, just because, you know, he's a scientist, just because he's a doctor, you don't need to take his word for it. You know, you start to compile some of your own evidence and start to – because eventually, eventually we're going to go outside, right? Eventually we're going to go outside. And so, you know, hopefully through this podcast um, and through some of the people that we're rubbing elbows with, we can make the best choices that we feel are, are for our, our lives um, because they, they, at some point things will open back up and um, you know, things like movie theaters, concerts and stuff like that. Maybe those things will be a little bit different, but you know, hopefully through listening to this show and through seeing some other uh, great resources out there, hopefully we can all kind of have a more uh, educated decision towards what we feel is best when they do say, Hey, you can go back to work. Yeah. And you know, uh, I, I really like that. We were able to speak to him just because like when, when, when we think about going back to daily life, first off, I don't think it's that far off, but also I think the only things that are really going to change are people's sanitary habits. People are going to be better at hand washing. That ain't bad. <laughs> like, like, when, like when we were talking, people probably aren't going to touch each other as much outside of specific settings. Like in jujitsu, people are probably going to be more clean before they come and roll on the mats, right? Because they know that they're going to have to touch everybody. But before then going to see other people, they'll clean up and make sure that they're not, you know, spreading and something. You know, what's really strange about that is that I, I guarantee you that this is going to happen. People will wash their hands more than ever, and people will be will try to be more clean. And you're going to see uh, studies come out on why that's not great either, <laughs> and why that's not great either, right? Because we need that bacteria. And my thought process is kind of always not like I'm a dirty motherfucker, but my thought process has always been like I, I kind of want to build up some germs. Like I don't. It's really really rare for me to get sick. I've been sick once in the last like five or six years, you know, and so. I've always been like, hey, man, it's good to roll around in a little dirt. It's good to get a little little gross here and there. I think it's uh, our bodies are designed for that. You know, you think about like, think about, we've talked about some of this on the show and we talked about like lotion and personal care and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, but you think back, you know, a few thousand years, uh, how did people wash themselves? They didn't have anything to wash themselves with. All they would use is water. And like, I don't even know, like they, they didn't have soap, you know, they had, they had no soap. <laughs> <laughs> they had no antibacterial anything unless they maybe recognized something as being antibacterial. Um, maybe they found some weird plant or some mud or something. Uh, but as far as I know, it's like, that's all you would bathe with is like, you would just fucking hop in some water that probably had some algae or something and rub that shit all over you. And you'd stink like, like <laughs> shit all the time. <laughs> it, no, go ahead. An another really cool thing that I think that he kind of highlighted, and it's something that I personally haven't thought about, was that 
it, it seems as if this is the first time that a, a very viral pandemic has spread in the age of social media. So like we had Ebola, but Ebola isn't spreading that easy, right? So people would like joke about it and talk about it. Personally, myself being African, I'd get a lot of jokes about <laughs> Ebola, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it wasn't, you know, it, it, it wasn't like this. And he mentioned the flu back in 2013. I don't remember hearing a crazy amount about that other than on TV, but with Facebook, Instagram, all the ways of spreading information, like, I, I mean, I, he's right. It's Zuckerberg's fault and it's Facebook. Like, you know, you, you get what he was saying though. Yeah. 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 To pin it on somebody's name. I didn't think that was, I didn't think that was great, especially coming from a scientist. Um, there's so many great things that come from social media yeah. And there's so many great things that have come from, uh, you know, somebody like Mark Zuckerberg. However, I, I did like the twist, you know, where he's like, this is a social pandemic, you know, or social epidemic. And that's really powerful. Like, fuck, man. Like, could could we admit that that uh, can we can we can we not maybe admit? Can we see that? You know, I, I can see that once he said it, I was like. Holy yeah. shit, he's got a really good – I'm not totally agreeing with him, but I'm like, man, he's got a – shit, man. He's got a pretty good point right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was talking to my mom the other day, and she was saying how she saw a video on Facebook about the uh, like the uh, refrigerator trucks having to back into like a New York hospital because they're out of space or something. Um, I, I don't know how real that was or whatever. I don't – I can't imagine somebody would want to fake that. But because she saw that, she was like really scared of the virus. Yeah. So I like, think, I think we need to be perfectly clear that like, um, I don't think anyone thinks that anyone's faking anything. So like, you know, they're not, they're not showing a truck, you know, pull up and although they could, they could be, they could be right. But I don't think that it's fake. I think that what's being reported of, of how severe the coronavirus is not in terms of it killing people because it, it will kill people. It will attack anybody. But if your health is previously compromised, that's when you're going to be in the most trouble. And that's when you should probably be being um, cautious and and being like, hey, like, I don't know. I'm just going to do what the government said. I'm just going to stay in my house. That's probably a great idea if you're diabetic and you're 70 years old. And if you had uh, previous issues, I I don't think for one bit that any part of the news, um, well, I shouldn't say any part of the news. I don't think the majority of the news that we're seeing is fake. I think that it is, um, it's, uh, being like, Oh, maybe overblown or being shown too much. Like what is, what is, how ridiculous is this? How fucking insane is this that they compare it to the Holocaust? Like, why are you doing that? Why, why would you, uh, so many of the comments on on my, on my uh, Instagram, you know, they're like, are they comparing to the Holocaust? Like, oh, yeah, the Holocaust was fake too, Bell. You know, and people are like, and it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Or like during Trump's speech, it's saying that more people died in 9-11. And it's like on the screen for like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what value is that? 9-11 is completely, these are both uh, shitty situations. These are both horrific situations. But they're not related to each other. I know that maybe they're trying to give you perspective. Mm-hmm. Of like this many people, but that's like, that's one day. All those fucking people died on one day and they had nothing to do with anything. They were just fucking minding their business. They're just going to work. And because some crazy motherfucker decided to drive a plane into a building, th- those people lost their lives. And they're not, they're not related. It's, and, and also too, what a foolish thing to do. Like what a foolish thing to compare 
you know, this pain versus that pain. It's just, I don't, I don't think that that's helpful in any way. So when I'm, I'm seeing some of that stuff, I, I, I think Andrew, I think they are trying to scare the fuck out of you because people are like, Oh man, I remember nine 11, how bad that shit was. And this is worse than that. And it's like, let's not even bother to compare tragedies because they're going to affect each person so differently. Mm-hmm. There's just no reason to even go there. Yeah. It's, you know, it, there, there, there's two things. Um, like I mentioned my mom sending me videos, right. But my mom doesn't have a Facebook, right. She, uh, she's not on Instagram or anything like smart that. lady. Yeah. But she, she uses WhatsApp. Now WhatsApp, you, you guys probably know is an app that a lot of uh, foreigners use because it allows you to message people in different countries. So she can get messages from re- relatives we have in Nigeria, relatives we might have in the UK, etc. And the thing that's happening is on WhatsApp, there's so many videos being sent around, just chain sent, chain sent about Corona. And she's sending all those videos to me and I'm seeing all of them. And they're so sensational, but they're about these, these specific situations like that you said makes things seem more severe than it actually is. And then this Tony huge mentioned this in the podcast and it, 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 it reminded me of what doctor, the doctor just said in this one about how, uh, how social media is making things worse. There's, there's some inf- like misinformation being spread. You remember when Tony was like, the other day I tested myself. I held my breath for 10 seconds to make sure, you know, everything was whatever. I want to see if you could breathe. Yeah. Breathe. There was a few weeks ago when that was chain sent among like so many people on Instagram that if you can't hold your breath comfortably for over 10 seconds, you may have the coronavirus. And a lot of people were legit thinking that that was true. Like that, like, oh gosh, I can't hold my breath for more than 10 seconds while I might have Corona. Right. But that, that's like, that's not really, there's really no big correlation there. So it's just social media really is, and especially the way things are being spread around is making things seem worse than it actually is. I'm going to send Andrew after this uh, podcast, I'll send you a clip of uh, this drill in communication. Um, You guys will be floored by it and hopefully we can maybe attach it to the show. Uh, in some way, or maybe you can add the clip to the end of the show, but it's just basically one person telling another person in front of them something. And then the next person, have you guys mm. ever seen this, these experiments yeah. before it's a disaster. Like you can't even believe how, how bad uh, it gets. Did you guys uh, see Joe Rogan talking about uh, how many steps you take and stuff like that? Yeah. I that was that a re- that, that was a really good uh, post. He was talking about like it, it equated the amount of steps that you take with um, your health and stuff like that in, in comparison to uh, the people that have uh, suffered from the coronavirus and stuff like that. Pretty pretty wild. It's like holy shit, man. We've been talking about walking for a long time here on this show. Wait, there is a comparison to the coronavirus. Maybe um, I didn't see it. Let me see if it's. Um, it's it's not um it's not the coronavirus. Sorry about that. It's 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 your more it's uh your mortality rate. Period. It's not uh in it's not in conjunction with uh this actual virus, but it's just showing your um your overall health in general against yeah. everything. Yeah, which I thought was really really cool. Yeah, man. If there's one thing that's happening now, a lot of people are taking walks that didn't used to, and I feel like that, you know. That's going to be something that a lot of people maintain, but also you've mentioned this, Mark and Andrew, you've mentioned this too. People are going to start taking their health more seriously. 
like losing weight, stop eating bad food so that they can be healthier. So they're not as obese or overweight. Cause I mean, when you think about like the people that this is culling, it's people that aren't that healthy. Right. So shoot. Yeah. There's a positive. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how much better do we all feel because we do exercise and eat, you know, eat right. It's like, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say I feel invincible to the virus, but like I am nowhere near as concerned as I was in the beginning. And then on the flip side, how scary is it if, you know, you do your research and you listen and you actually understand that the worse off you are health wise, the worse off your, you know, your odds are just went to shit if you can, if you contract the virus. So it's sort of one of those things where like when everything's taken away, you all of a sudden want it. So like, you know, all our, well, not all our privileges, but a, a bunch of our uh, freedoms, I guess we'll say, are being like, like, hey, maybe you shouldn't do that. And now everybody wants to do that. So I'm hey, hoping. That beard, that beard's looking pretty good, dude. I know it's been, like it it's looks, becoming it looks, thicker. Yeah. Can you can you show us on the sides here a little bit? It's, it's tough. This side's probably better because yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been keeping it a little bit longer, and then so when I like do trim it up, it, it's a little bit thicker. You're but, looking yeah. a little more fierce. Thanks. Yeah. yeah i'm trying to look a little meaner because you know like i don't want people to get like too desperate during the uh, lockdown and like come in and try to steal my toilet paper so. yeah, scare scare away that virus huh yeah you know i want to ask you guys this is your and beard connected to your mustache right now his yes no, no, yeah, yours no it looks no. like it is yeah it looks pretty good dude no, see, there's still like it, okay, it connects, but it's not a strong connection. It's like when you have bad Wi-Fi and there's little blips. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like, it's like using FaceTime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a slightly weak connection. But I think but, if you can, if you were able to like to be like a small person skipping from patch to patch, like if you can actually jump across, I think I think that's good enough. I'm you know, we don't need a, this on air. We don't need a bridge. How small, how small of a person are we talking about? Uh, well, it oh, seems like there you go. <laughs> uh, a little bit better, but I'm going to admit this on air. Here we go. I, I, I don't use it all the time. I only use it on very special occasions and occasions that I may not think I'm going to sweat. Trend balloon? Uh, no, there's this, um, <laughs> there's this like, like a darkener spray thing that my barber gave me once. And it was like sorcery to fill in parts of my mustache and he used it here and i was just like oh my god you changed my life it's like a it's like a fake hair follicle thing I'm imagine like, if you were exposed to like like doing jujitsu and like all that shit started rubbing <laughs> it off. just rubs on somebody's white gi <laughs> <laughs> yo okay real quick though i want to i want to get both of you guys's opinions on this because there was some i think it, i don't know if it was jason that mentioned it in your comments mark but a lot of people say this and people get very enraged that it's even being mentioned. But if you go to the Worldometer website, right? So far, apparently this year, 290,000 people have died of suicide. 680,000 people have died of alcohol caused by, yeah, that's uh, caused by alcohol this year. Um, 370,000 road traffic fatalities this year, right? What, and those are just going to continue to increase, by the way. It's not like that. that's mm-hmm. like that's the end of that. But when you guys hear those types of things, what does it make you feel in comparison to what's going on right now? I, I would have to say that I don't I don't feel that they're I don't feel that they're that related because I think I think what what in in most people's brains, I think that this thing is like new. Right. 
mm-hmm. even though they're like, no, it's kind of like a flu, you know, but maybe it's a little worse because you can track it quick and, and it attacks you a little faster. And it uh, is really, you know, if, if someone has compromised immune system, it's really attacking them hard. So I think that people are like, well, people already die of heart attacks, you know, and, and, and people are always going to die of heart attacks. We don't have a way, we don't have a way to remedy uh, that. I, I've, I've, I mean, we've all heard the stories before of, you know, some guy who's, you know, 40 years old and he just went for a run one day, he's normally healthy and bam, he died of a heart attack. Right. And so I think those are things that people are like, okay, well, people already die from that. People already die from war. Like, you know, when you sign up for war for, to, to be a soldier of any kind and participate in any form of military, you already know there's a potential risk that you may die. Um, as soon as you start driving, you know, you learn all these laws and rules and stuff and you you accept those things. I think this thing kind of feels like it's new, um, even though viruses have been around forever. We just haven't had anything uh, recently that's been anything really like this that I think people could make sense of. And so I think that's why people are um, I think that's why people are so are so scared of it, you know. So I think in comparison to like car accidents and comparison to some of the other things I think that everyone's just like, well, yeah, those those normally happen, but like, th- I don't know what the fuck this thing is. Yeah. And there's still so much, you know, like as the doctor said, like this thing's not over. And I think that that was probably the most compelling thing that he said was like, we're not going to even know if it's worse or or um, or better than the flu, or I don't even know how to say it in the right way, but you know, we don't even know if it's worse than the flu yet or not. You know, people are like it's way worse than the flu. It's like the they're they're hounding me sometimes on some of my social media posts and the truth is no one knows yet not even the doctor that we just had on or anybody else yeah i'll refer back to the best joker the uh heath ledger i think that's that's the one uh when he's talking to two-face and he's like it all like uh when he called the bomb threat to the hospital or whatever it was and he's like this just disrupts the program you know, if you were to say like X amount of people die per day in prison, you'd be like, well, yeah, that's part of the program. They're, so, they're kind of, you know, that's what that's what they do in prison. However, when you disrupt the program with this virus that is killing people rapidly, that's when people get concerned and are start freaking out. It's a really good scene. I highly recommend it. He's he's wearing a nurse's outfit. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, I, I now I remember that. Mm-hmm. But that that is exactly what's going on right now. Mm. Or it speeds up the program because of the type of people that it's exactly right. right. What about uh, what about some lifting? You guys get some good lifting in yesterday or today? Jump roped and I sucked. My God, <laughs> jump rope's hard. You get. Do you get winded from it a little bit too? Um, it wasn't. No, and let me tell you why I wasn't. But getting shoulders winded. and uh, shoulders probably burning, right? No, oddly enough, no. It like I'm. I'm I was good at keeping my like not, all of that not moving too much, and it was keeping it in the wrists. But because I was like, when I got this jump rope, it's one of the really thin ones that CrossFitters use that make it a little bit easier to do double unders. Because I was so gung ho about being able to do double unders, I haven't used it in a long time. And I was never able to successfully do double unders. So I really just sucked, man. Like I was just really bad. I could hit it up again today and I'm just going to prove, but yeah, it was, it was bad news. What an amazing form of exercise too. You know, jump rope <laughs> is, is so convenient. And one of the things that I learned from like, while learning how to jump rope was to 
you know, you work on it for a period of time. And as soon as you get frustrated with it, then you, you put it down and you just work on something else, like work on jumping jacks or jump. You can even have the rope kind of going alongside you and you can jump with it. Yeah. Cause it's a similar thing. But what I've learned is that like when you keep trying and you start getting mad at yourself, uh, it's really, <laughs> it's really hard to get back into mm-hmm. rhythm. Like you're probably not going to get back into rhythm, but the hardest thing for me with jump rope is always my shoulders, man, my mm-hmm. shoulders get worked. Like they just start burning. They start going on mm-hmm. fire. Like my lungs feel okay. My calves feel okay. I can get the timing down and jump. Okay. Uh, just like yourself. I can't double under. Yeah. Um, but I can, I can do the rest of it, but man, my shoulders start to light up. <laughs> yeah. A buddy of mine, Phil, he actually would put a, uh, a hip circle on his clients to make sure that they kept their shoulders down and they're using just their wrists to get the mm. uh, double unders going. I thought it was pretty oh, cool. Yeah, that, oh yeah. Like to pinch their arms. Yeah. Back. So that way your, your arms are, you're just locked in. And so when you, oh, it's like a slingshot. Yeah, or, it, uh, and act, he would actually put a hip circle, like kind of like right uh, over them, you. and then just that way they kept their their oh. body nice and tight. Yeah, I know some people do it with a slingshot as well. Yeah, I was I was trying to figure out like I was like, wait, a hip circle? Where yeah, that? But yeah, it's like around circle. your arms, so mm-hmm. their arms stay right. Okay, yep. that's so it was just like a, a cue to make sure that they kept their their um their arms close to their body as they went. I think I'm gonna do that when I sleep. I need to like do something with my arms, man. Like they go all over the fucking place. <laughs> Like I need them like pinned down, you know, like when I, when we had, uh, we had Jake, um, somebody gave us a blanket and it's called a miracle blanket and it's, uh-huh. a, it's a swaddle thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And it sounds torturous, but I swear by swaddling, you, you tuck the baby's like arms like in like this. It has the, these, um, it's a blanket that has like these tabs on it and these tabs come out. And so you can fold the arms in and you sandwich them in like a little burrito and you stuff them in there. Mm-hmm. And then I would like stuff them all in there. And I just like stick a little pacifier in his mouth. He like couldn't move. <laughs> he's like, he's like completely frozen, but I feel like I need to sleep that way. My arms are over my head and falling asleep. And I woke up this morning, my shoulder was killing me. And I'm like, I need my arms like pinned down to my side. I can't, I can't, I don't know what the hell to do with them anymore. Yeah. How do they usually end up? Do you end up hitting Andy or something? Like what happens? Everything. Yeah. yeah I end okay. up, I end up hitting her. I end up whacking off. I end up, <laughs> I end up picking at my calluses. I mean, all kinds of stuff. Knocking over lamps. Up. Sleep. I'm a sleepwhacker. You gotta watch out. <laughs> you wake up and there's some jizz on your hand. Oh, it happened again. Oh man. <laughs> it's all over the place again. Oh no. I don't know if I've ever. I don't know if I, I don't know if I've ever finished. I think it's just like I start doing it, and I probably fall back asleep. <laughs> Soothing. What are you? What are you doing over there? Uh, nothing. I was just uh, just meditating, changing position. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well, no. Well, we're not going to talk about this much right now. But me and my buddy, we were having a talk yesterday. Uh-oh. Dutch <laughs> rudder. Talk, huh? Dutch rudder. Dutch Rudder? What's Dutch Rudder? Never mind. Dutch Brothers? <laughs> Wait, what is Dutch Rudder? Really? Yeah, really. What's Dutch Well, because you said he was talking about whacking off, and then you're saying, so me and my buddy, so I thought I just went straight to a you Dutch Rudder. whacking each other. So, oh, that's the term if you and your buddy are whacking each other or something? N- n- so... <laughs> we'll take, we'll we take, gone? we'll take you, you and your buddy for an example. You're, you're holding your junk with your right hand. He's holding his with his right hand. Your left hand is on his right shoulder, 
and you guys go back and forth, back and forth. Mm. So you're actually moving his right arm to stroke himself, and he's doing the same to your right ew, arm. Ew, why do ew? It's a Dutch rudder. Hey, you learned this from Smokey, didn't you? Uh, I think I confirmed it with Smokey. Yeah. This is this is why we need to get out of this quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, oh my god! You remember that band back together? <laughs> yeah. That thing you sent me yesterday, the meme with the Mario. Oh yeah. Okay, I sent that to like twenty people, and like everyone was what like, a "Productive day." Yeah, it was great, and everyone's like, "Dude, this is why we need to get out of quarantine." Yeah. Everyone's like going crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> so Dude, people listening, how many people? Have have been sent the uh, giant black guy hanging his giant cock off the side of the bed. The guy's super jacked. I think everyone's seen that. I've seen it for so many different things. Like people ask me, they're like, "Hey, are these the right power thing shoes?" And they got it. The guy like wearing a pair of like uh, Converse. I saw people like saying, "Hey, like, is this how you're supposed to wear your mask for quarantine?" And it's got like a little tiny mask on the end of this giant wiener. Who is that guy? Like, is it just so? So, uh, my friend, um, <laughs> the guy who started cameo, um, Martin, mm-hmm. Martin knows that guy, but the guy, I think the guy died. I think the guy oh. lived out here in like North in NorCal. And, uh, Martin said he used to know that guy. I was like, there's no way. I'm like, you don't know that guy. He's like, I totally know that guy. Yeah. So you guys know Tom Segura, mm-hmm. right? So Tom Segura actually, uh, I forgot the, cause he, he found out the name of this guy, right? Um, because you know how people were selling merchandise with, uh, you know, like the, the guy on it and stuff like that. If you know, that. you know, and stuff like that, right? That's yeah, like- yeah, yeah. So he found out because the photographer that took the photo apparently said, hey, it's not cool that all these people are making all this money off of this guy. Off your He's dick. Dead. <laughs> his, yeah, his, his family's over here. So what Tom Segura did is he found the guy's family and he made a shirt that that something about, I don't know, wash your hands i think with that guy's face on it it said wash your hands and he sold a bunch of those shirts and he gave the money to that guy's family because apparently he didn't really get into when he was doing the porn stuff it was uh in really hard times it wasn't his main profession but uh i thought that was pretty cool hard times indeed hard times indeed yo that 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 that's a massive (laughs) hog that is he's huge He's it's, doing qu- he's doing quite well in that he, in that department. He could check that off. Could check that off. He doesn't need to worry. He doesn't need to worry about that. Yeah. I wouldn't own. See, I wouldn't own pants. No, <laughs> no, right? Like, just don't even bother. Like, and you, you got to whip that thing out at parties and stuff. <laughs> just wear really tight pants and don't wear any underwear. That's what you got to do. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. I get it. Like form fitting, so everybody knows what's up all the time. <laughs> how does? How would that guy what? take a dump? Oh, I don't know. <clears throat> Lay it on you the thigh. Throw it over his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> See, bro, this this is why people are like, "What's wrong with you, people?" We just got off of a serious, really informational podcast. Talking here, we are talking about talking dicks. about dicks. I think. I mean, th- this podcast has the full spectrum of what everyone can expect from Mark Bell's Power Project. Full spectrum. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> I went on a. Uh, about a three and a half mile walk run yesterday with a forty pound vest on. Damn, it was uh, it was awesome, man. It was it was it was uh, it was tough, but you know, kept the heart rate up pretty good the whole time. I think it was at, I think my average heart rate was like one fifty five or something. So it was it was like right at like you know that's about like my max is where it, I shouldn't really go too much higher than that, but um. 
And I, I did that for an hour, like it was like about an hour's worth, maybe even a little bit longer. But yeah, it felt really good. And then I came in, in the house here and <clears throat> we worked out in the garage and we had, uh, I got some 30 pound dumbbells, some 20 pound dumbbells, some 10 pound dumbbells, <clears throat> a couple med balls, a bunch of bands. And, uh, I think that's about it. Yeah, I did. I did. Well, I did a bunch of curls and a bunch of squats and I've been trying to, uh, squat, do a hundred squats every day. And I've been keeping with that very easily. Um, hundred pushups every day. I did like 150 of them yesterday with the vest on. <clears throat> that was, that was difficult. And then staying on those ten minute squats and and staying on those uh, those ten minute walks. So I, I think I'm going to put a, together a little compilation of some stuff for people to to try to do for them to have like a little checklist. Because I got to tell you, I, the, the first couple days of doing this, uh, it it slaughtered me. Like I was like really kind of lethargic, and I was like not lethargic in a sense like that. I was feeling like tired during the day but i just i was moving around slow and my knees kind of hurt and stuff and i was like man maybe i'm doing way too many reps and maybe i need to back off of like sit in that squat position and but today when i woke up i was like wow i feel i feel fucking awesome like everything felt really really good so i'm like well maybe i'm just adapting to it maybe i'm getting used to it you know, a cool thing that I think is happening with all of us, at least the people in the exercise and fitness community, is that they're pulling out and finding potential pieces of equipment that they haven't used in years. Right. Like, like that that vest that you you've been using. Like, I you've talked to me and you've mentioned weighted vest to me in the past, but I don't believe you've really implemented it at all for a long time, right? Oh, I haven't touched that thing in forever. I mean, I I did put it on probably like a couple of weeks ago just to take a walk around the block at Super Training, but. No, I haven't used that. It's one of those deals. It's like, I don't know, you go outside, uh, you know, you're at super training, you go outside and you push the sled around and you pull it and you do a bunch of stuff with it. And you're like, why don't I fucking do that every workout? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it's, it's just like, for some reason, especially me, like I'm an idiot. Like I, I'm going to bench, I'm going to squat, I'm going to deadlift every time I'm going to see it. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to be like, oh, I like what Insema is doing. I should do some of that kettlebell stuff. And then I get in the super training. I'm like, I'm going to bench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. Like after this is like done, I'm going to, the, the kettlebell is just too dang amazing, man. I, I'm, I'm going to increase my skill with that. Hopefully jump roping. Like I'm really digging that. There's a lot of things I just want to like be able to continue to keep doing. It's, it's, it's it can be amazing too, and and make you feel like crap about how like inexperienced you are with certain things. You're like, man, I. You watch other people, you know, doing these drills and doing stuff, and you're like, man, I I should be able to do some of that. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, even doing something like as simple as like uh like circles with your arm, you know, it's like. That's just a little warm up, but then it's like, fuck, this is actually kind of hard if you keep going and you just feel so lame because you're like, wow, really? Like, I know like my daughter can do this without even trying and here I am struggling. It's like, come on. <laughs> it's frustrating. It's really, really awesome to have pieces of equipment that can track your heart rate. Being able to see your heart rate is, is really, really cool. And when I've been on my walks and stuff, I'll like throw punches or even just have my, I'll even just walk with my arms just out. Mm-hmm. and it increases your heart rate you know wow. it's 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 wild i mean it's it's not a lot of effort and your heart rate will you know it will blip up just a, just a little bit what's really interesting is is going on the walks with my wife and having her track her heart rate and me track mine 
um, I was like, you know what? I think our heart rates will probably be the same for the most part. But I said, I, I, I would imagine that you're going to recover way faster than me. Mm-hmm. And that was definitely the case. Like we, we went and we ran a hill. Um, I don't think I had a weight vest on that day. Um, and my heart rate went, I forgot what it went to, but it skyrocketed pretty good. It went to like 180 or something. And hers went to about the same. Um, but then as like a, as maybe 15 seconds went by, hers dropped down about 15 beats, you know, and then as another 15 seconds went by, hers dropped down about 15 more beats, you know, and it just, it kept, it kept separating out further and further from me because mm. she was recovering super fast and she was back to normal, you know, because of all the swimming and stuff that she's been doing her whole her whole entire life and so it, that was that was really cool to see that and then be to to I don't, i'm having fun man i'm having a lot of fun like i yesterday when i got done working out i was like i actually at least at the moment i like that better than i like lifting in the gym you know it was it's it's been a lot of fun so we'll see you know we'll see how it turns out and then also like you don't always have an opportunity to get outside you know, like some days it's rainy and some day, whatever, but, uh, so, so far so good. I, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. What are you using to track the heart rate? So I, I, I ended up getting a bunch of different stuff to try to mess with. So my, my friend, uh, Joel Jameson, he's a guy that trained mighty mouse Johnson for a long time. Uh, Joel, Joel is just, he, Joel, Joel made heart rate variability. Uh, he's the one who put it on the map. And uh, he has a product called Morpheus. And Morpheus is a, um, it's an app as well as a device that you wear. And so um, I've been using that here and there. But I also have a, uh, I use my wife's Apple Watch sometimes to try to track. And the Apple Watch actually seems pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't really love the Apple Watch because I think it's the rudest device of all time. How so? <laughs> because people are always like checking it every couple seconds when you're trying to talk to them. They keep looking at their goddamn watch. And uh, so I wouldn't, you know, I would never use it to have it hooked up to other stuff, but to have your heart rate tracked during exercise works really good. But what I found works the easiest so far is just that I have a polar, polar strap, mm. heart rate monitor strap that you just you just put on and uh it, it gives you it gives you a lot of data uh through the app but i like with apple i haven't i haven't sank it up to like other shit and i'm sure that you can but like all i'm all i'm looking at is literally the heart rate on the actual watch itself and i'm and seeming you probably know more about it but i'm not using it to look at any other data but what i like from the polar device is just that all i gotta do is simply put the strap around my chest and it's it's not hard to do it's really easy to snap it on and then once that's on you know i can track myself for a run i can track myself for lifting i can track myself for for anything that i want to track with so that that's what i've been that's i've been using mainly the the polar strap a little bit more but my joel is going to help me to get some of these heart rate zones that he wants me to and then his Morpheus app really tracks a lot of heart rate variability stuff, but I don't know a ton about it. I will, uh, we'll have him on the show at some point so he can explain so you guys can learn about it too. 
Yeah, dude. So if you do plan on using the Apple Watch, download this app called uh, HeartWatch. Apple still has my watch since they're not open, so I haven't mm. been able to track my heart rate at all. But HeartWatch is really cool because when you open it up on the watch and you start working out, um, you don't have to like you can keep it on it and like you'll be able to see immediately what your heart rate is like at that moment. You can download it on the watch and on your phone, and it'll like it'll mm. track your heart rate throughout you know the whole day. I think it's called HeartWatch Four. Um, it's a really, really good app for tracking your heart rate uh, on the Apple Watch. But I'm really curious. I think I'm I'm going to get it today because I want something to start tracking my heart rate during these workouts. I'm going to try the Whoop. I know you mentioned it to me, um, but I, I, like, have you tried it or you 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 haven't really used it? Um, I heard the Whoop thing uh, works pretty well. Um, I don't know if they make like a watch, but they do make some sort of band. Just that goes, a band. It yeah. goes on like your arm or something instead of your, like your actual like wrist, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I what I I don't know a ton about it, but what I what I think is good about products like that is that they they're they're trying to make it convenient to utilize. You know, they're, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to really make it super simple to use. The Apple Watch is probably the simplest thing, especially if you're like I don't know about you know, putting this heart rate strap on and, and all this stuff. And, and the, the good thing about the Apple watch is it's not, doesn't need to be connected to anything else, mm-hmm. which that's really good. But here's what it looks like from the polar thing. You know, I got it. Like, mm. Is it, is it disappearing or is it showing pretty good? Let's see. <laughs> you just it got a text. <laughs> yeah, I can text it over so, to you. So this is from the Morpheus thing. Or this is from the Polar device. Polar device, okay. okay. Uh-huh. But yeah, so it shows like my heart rate was 139 uh, on average. The highest it got to was 168. Um, it gives you a lot more data than just this, but um, yeah, and I went for an hour, went 3.5 my 3.5 miles, burned 788 calories. Which the calorie thing is like, you know, it's not all that significant. What's What's interesting though is that. In in like twenty five minutes of lifting, I I burned four hundred calories. You know, so like the the calories that you would burn from, it, you know, you got to just keep in mind like it, these are just these tracking devices, and how many calories you burn is a a bigger mystery than anything that these things could really figure out. But it's just interesting to look, you know, that you get a little more bang for your buck from actual you know lifting or and or like hit training. Yeah. But the benefit of walking and the benefit of even like a walk run and doing things that are, that are more casual is the recovery. So that's something to think about too. You can do them every day. That's why I like walking so much is that even a walk run, like when I'm, when I was running previously, I was running a little bit, I was running a little bit too ambitiously. I was running a little too fast and I, my body wasn't prepared for it and it wasn't, it wasn't the right time for me to mess with that. But and wants to mess with it like just if you're thinking oh god man i can't run like it, it really jacks me up or whatever think about just running for like 30 seconds you know just literally run for 30 seconds and uh keep your feet close to the ground like don't try to make like big giant strides or anything just like run like you did in football practice back in the day when your coach you know told you to jog around the field and you just jog just enough just to get the pads bouncing so it like made the noise and then he would turn around and you pick up your knees a little bit and actually run you know, but just just uh, you know, start out super casual because all you're really trying to do is get your heart rate to be a little higher than it would be, you know, during a normal like walk or during a normal um, 
Yeah, during a normal walk. Yeah, no, just uh, Phil DeRue was talking about it too in terms of uh, recovering back down or bringing your heart rate down from being high. I mean, we always talk about the nasal breathing, but he was mentioning how nasal breathing really does help with that. And if you track it, it does. It does there is a difference when you're recovering and breathing through your nose versus <sighs> afterwards. It, it comes down a lot faster. I got a uh, just probably yesterday or maybe two days ago is the first time that it actually all this started to feel better. You know, pretty much it just every day just feels worse mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm still not used to it all. Um, yeah, two days ago was the first time that it felt it started to feel a little bit better. And then I noticed like when I went to nasal breathing, it was way easier than breathing in and out of my mouth. And I haven't gotten there yet. Remember I was asking you some questions about it a while back because I was practicing it, but it wasn't consistent enough for me to get better at it. And I'm like, and see my life, what's going on with this? You know? And so it just, it took me a while to adapt to it. But now, uh, when I get winded, it's not like, oh, you know, make sure you're nasal breathing. It was, it was the go-to, you know, and it felt better than, than just gasping for air in and out of my mouth, you know? Yep. Yep. I know exactly what you mean. It takes a little bit of time to get used to it. And then the one day it just clicks. It's weird. Yeah. There's like more, there's more, um, there's more to draw upon from there. It feels like you can get a lot more air, you know, mm-hmm. with less strain. Yep. Mm-hmm. More bang for your buck. You got a workout today, Andrew? No, I'm just going to go see the chiropractor, try to get my neck straightened out because this shit sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. Like, yeah, e- like even like uh, putting on a shirt or something, is, it's, a, it's quite the chore right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, this happened a long time ago. You were like pressing some weight and then you went to reach for the rack. And, mm-hmm. then-, and then as I turned my head looking for the hook, that's where it happened. And I just, just a weird freak accident. Um, and it's oddly enough happened before on a, on a bench press, but, um, the chiropractor that I knew back then, he kind of, he yanked on my head like Bo Hightower <laughs> and it cured it like instantly. So mm. I'm hoping that my boy Dan can do that today. Oh, he needs to do that. Yeah. One. But I don't think he's ever done it on me before. So I'm going to see if I can like, Hey dude, like, Use me as your guinea pig to practice on pulling people's heads off because I really need it. You know, yesterday, it's funny you said that Like the, the, my lower back was like um, feeling kind of wonky. Like I had this weird, sharp pain. I sat down. I put my right leg over my left knee and I kind of turned. I heard a pop, pop. I got up and it was gone. And nice. I was just like, I see why these guys are doing this. Like I did. I don't know what I did, but I just felt like something needed to pop. And once it did it was just like everything was alleviated. Nice. That's the best. It's the best. Yeah. It but, is the best. But this sucks, man. Like I can't put my head back. Like I'm constantly like pushed forward and mm. it just, oh, dude, everything just strained. Just it's terrible. You're just stuck. Yeah. Yeah. I am stuck. Shit. Wish I could walk on your back, buddy. That oh, man, that'd be painful, but it probably would help. I, you, the the car should be able to do good work. That's yeah. happened to me before what you're going through right now. And like uh, the guy I went to just like cracked my shit and immediately I was just like, Oh, mm-hmm. the world is different. So how you guys doing food wise? You guys, uh, you guys eating well, or are you guys eating a little off plan? What you doing? Uh, I'm sticking to a lot of monster mash 
doing that. I, I need to go get some more steaks. Kind of ran out. Piedmontese needs to ship me out some new stuff. <laughs> Actually, I just need to put in an order. But, um, yeah, everything's been good. Uh, I, I got creative yet the other day. I put a bunch of um, Slingshot protein powder, some oats, and some peanut butter. And then what else? A little bit of almond milk just to kind of make it like doughy. Mm. And then I put it in the freezer and it came out amazing. It was almost like a like a protein bar. It tasted really good. Obviously, I put way too much uh, almond butter, but uh, it, it was really good. Um, other than that, I think um, everything's been on, been on point. There's no... Uh, there was a box of Lucky Charms that made its way into the house that is now gone. Uh, not because I threw it out, because I ate it all. But uh, not everything's been good. Been feeling pretty pretty awesome, except for the damn neck. <laughs> Do you think you've been eating? Um, let me ask you this, Andrew. Have you been eating more currently each day than you were when you um, than you were when you were actually working out in the gym? Or are you eating less? Less, definitely less. Uh, yeah. Part of the the like the routine has been thrown off. And I'm kind of not paying attention to what time it is anymore. Like, uh, I don't have to be home at a certain time because so, I'm already here. So, uh, I'm definitely getting less meals in. The cool thing is, like, I can actually, like, cook, too. Like, instead of, like, microwaving stuff, I can cook food. So, I've been having a lot of eggs, trying to, like, perfect how to make eggs the most efficient way. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I'll have, like, eight eggs for breakfast, but breakfast is, like, at, you know... 12 or one. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's been kind of awesome. But with that, then I'll blink and it's like six o'clock and I'm like, Oh shit, I got to eat dinner now. Yeah. And then I'll be like, I missed, you know, a couple meals throughout the day. So I'm eating less, but you know, my volume is, is down. So I think, you know, it's, it's almost, uh, equating to the same, I guess, maybe. Mm hmm. Dude, yeah, no, I was asking you that because that's, that's what's been going on with me. Like I have, I think my, my, I guess my activity level, my calories burned is less. There's no jujitsu or anything. Um, and naturally like, I'm just, I still eat like a big meal, but I'm eating way less calories than I was. Yeah. Um, my weight's staying the same, but I feel like it's just kind of, uh, I've just gone to a place where, uh, where my new maintenance is since I'm not able to do jujitsu. I mean, you know, like I do kettlebell stuff, but it doesn't equate to the amount of calories burned doing that. No weight's been gained, you know, and uh, I'm not eating all day, which I feel like the, the easy thing right now that happens. And I've been having people send me this is like, you're bored. So you're ready to fridge. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. You have any uh, restrictions for yourself? Um, and Seema, like, like, are you trying to intentionally do a little bit of fasting or wait until later in the day to eat or something like that? I'm always waiting until the late, later in the day now. Like, I'm not eating in the morning. I'm, I'm not eating until pretty much after 6 p.m. That's my or recommendation. 5 or 6 p.m. That'd be my recommendation to everybody. Like, just, I know there's some people that, that are going, you know, either way. But, like, losing body fat is, is always a healthier, uh, is always healthier than, than gaining body fat. And, uh, you know, for some people that are already lean, you could probably make an argument and say, hey, look, now's not a great time for you to focus on getting any leaner because maybe that would cause you like some undue stress, especially if you're already thin or something like that. But in most cases, um, most of us could always work towards uh, being healthier. And I think fasting is just the easiest way, like just eat a little bit later in the day. Maybe if you can try to stop eating, you know, two hours before you go to bed, just simple, simple stuff, you know, and I, I, 
I've been able to do that over the last few days. The first couple days that I came out here to Bodega, um, I was just eating breakfast and stuff. And I'm like, this is just going to be me eating all day. You know, <laughs> that's what this is going to turn into because that first meal really sparks a lot of hunger for me. So now it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to wait until after just like normal. My normal routine is that I usually wait until work and workouts are done. When work and workouts are done, then I can, then I can eat, you know? And so that's, uh, that's what I've been doing. But uh, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but today is day number 99. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Today is day number 99. So yeah, we got one more day and then, um, gonna eat a bunch of cheesecake and then uh carry on i don't i don't know i just made that up but. okay <laughs> yeah actually I, I would like to kind of start like a new challenge but i just haven't really decided exactly what it is i was telling my wife it's like i'd love to tell people like hey man let's push to like the end of the month and let's try to you know i, I know that there's still people that they kind of like need a challenge they need something they need they need something to really like lean into and uh you know, talking to people about dropping like 10 pounds. I just think, you know, there's, there's people that are on the other side of things saying like, Hey, that's not really healthy, you know, to be stressing yourself out about like your body weight, you know, during this time. But I, I disagree. I think it's always good to have a goal. And I think losing body fat is actually extremely healthy. You know, man, that's what I was going to ask you. Like I've been seeing a lot and I understand why they're saying it, but I think that I feel like they should just be a little bit less gung ho about that. A lot of health and fitness professionals. Yeah, they're they're like, this is fucking pussies. Yeah, this isn't the time, you know, to to worry about losing body fat. This is the time to try and feel good, blah, blah, blah. And I understand it. Like, especially if you're going through some financial stress, et cetera, there's a lot of different stressors that are entering people's lives right now. But why the fuck would you still not try to like be get a handle on your health? Like, why would that just be something that, no, that's the thing you should throw out Mm -hmm. and like focus on just feeling good and whatever. Like, I think that. Yeah, we should focus on feeling good, but we still shouldn't be neglecting <laughs> trying to get healthier. It makes right. no sense. Right. I mean, a lot of times people go through like a bad breakup or they go through something hard and they want to, you know, lean towards alcohol. And, you know, you're like, I understand, you know, and to have a little bit of that probably does make some sense. Um, but at the same time, that's a really slippery slope and it's probably not productive. It's not doing what you think it's going to do. You know, it's not, it's not really going to accomplish what, what you're hoping it's going to accomplish unless you're a rational person, unless you're like, you know what, man, I'm just going to go out, have a couple of drinks with my buddies and just share, you know, share how I feel at the moment. Like that's kind of different than like going out and getting fucking smashed. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think that um, there's never a time, there's never a time to let your defenses down. You know, I think, you know, now is a, is a better time than ever to everyone else is like, a, like again, I, I said it earlier, you know, everyone else is on pause. You know, you can kind of think about like, this is a good opportunity to get ahead. How many people are going to get leaner during this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. how many people are going to get leaner during this? How many people are going to get bigger, have more muscle or be stronger? You know, not that many, but you could be one of them. You could get smarter. I mean, you could, it just depends on what you want to do. You know, what do you want to do with your time? You know, some people go to jail and they become brilliant. 
Mm-hmm. How they go to prison, they become brilliant because they just read book after book after book. Other people just waste their time. Some people go to prison and they get jacked. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, you use, use this okay. time as a time to kind of like, you know, reform and, and maybe make some progress towards uh, some of your goals. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got more time now. All the time in the world. <laughs> Andrew, take us out of here, buddy. Thank you, everybody, for checking out today's episode. If you guys like what you're hearing, please share it with a friend. Uh, we have uh, access to some amazing doctors, and it would be really cool if that uh, Dr. Lass got a lot of uh, attention and a lot of praise for what he said today, because I think today's uh, episode is going to impact a lot of people because it was very powerful stuff. So, again, please share it with a friend. Uh, let them know how awesome this podcast is, and please make sure you're following uh, on Instagram at Mark Bell's Power Project. Uh, TikTok and Twitter is at MB Power Project. My Instagram is at I am Andrew Z. And uh, one more time, I uh, thank you everybody that's been rating and reviewing the podcast. Sincerely appreciate it. Any links or anything we talk about on today's show will be down in the YouTube description and or iTunes show notes. And Seema, where are you at? Nsima Yin Yang on Instagram and YouTube at Nsima Yin Yang on TikTok and Twitter and um, check out markbell.com soon there's some cool kettlebell stuff that's going to be heading to that website that you guys might enjoy so yeah thanks for letting me put that on there Mark I appreciate you doing that it is is April 9th Uh, that's the day that we we filmed this thing and um, I started my own version of a stimulus package, but I don't know if it's going to be available to you guys uh, when you hear uh, this this particular podcast, but um, it might already be a thing of the past because it's only going to be up on the website for two days. It's over at markbellslingshot.com. If you want to win money, cash money from me, I'm doing my own ver- version of a stimulus package so you don't have to wait around for the federal government and Donald Trump to sign your check. You can get one directly from me. We're giving away 500 bucks to a bunch of different people. In addition to that, we're giving away 100 bucks to a bunch of different people. In addition to that, we're giving away some uh, gift cards to markbellslingshot.com as well. So, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully you have a chance to check it out. Otherwise, uh, maybe you didn't, but at least you've made, been made aware of the Mark Bell stimulus package. Strength is never a weakness. Weakness is never a strength. Catch you all later. Power Project crew, thank you for checking out today's episode. And like I said in the intro and during the show, I feel that this is one of the uh, the better, more impactful shows that we've done with quite an amazing guest. So if you guys found, found value in it, please share it with a friend because I think more people need to uh, be exposed to what we talked about today. And uh, also, just lastly, thank you everybody that's been rating and reviewing the podcast. Uh, it, it helps us out immensely. Right now, we want to give a huge shout out to Rec for the Ages. We'll call him Rec. Rec says, powerful info. Quote, the Power Project is bringing power, knowledge, and entertainment together. Great variety of guests, poop stories, lifting, and nutrition advice, and life advice, too. Uh, Rec, thank you so much for that review. Uh, That helps us out a ton. I I can't say it enough, so thank you so much for that. We sincerely appreciate that. If you're listening right now, wherever you may be, in the car, on a walk, at home in quarantine, uh, if you would like to hear your name read on air, please head over to iTunes right now. Leave us a rating and a review, and you could hear your name on air, just like our homie, Rec for the Ages. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.